Zagi claims King Colorado. Alligator Blood is right there. Romantic Warrior 4D, a length and a half off them. Mr. Brightside off the fence, needs room. And then came Jewess into the straight. Alligator Blood at the 200 took the front. Romantic Warrior the outside. Alligator Blood at the 100. Romantic Warrior, Mr. Brightside. Still Alligator Blood. Mr. Brightside coming at it with Romantic Warrior. It's a photo finish. Mr. Brightside or Romantic Warrior. It's a photo finish. Alligator Blood third for fourth. We've got Fangirl in company with Jewess who ran a race. Then Zaki, gold trip. Well back in the field, militarised, pinstripe by over on King Colorado and Victoria Road. Romantic Warrior is going to get up by a nose. G'day punters and welcome to a Racing Previews review podcast. We're looking back on Cox Plate weekend. But what a weekend it was. Uh, if listeners can't tell from my voice already, I'm no good. I'm no good at all. But the stuff we do for you lot. How was your weekend, mate? It was long. I was awake for most of it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, um, mate, I was already tired coming into Saturday. And then... You just have like a massive day and then you just want to, like after having such a good day, you just want to get out and celebrate. Yeah. And that's what we did. And yeah, this It is could have been a lot better though. That's the problem. It could have been a lot better. Yeah, exactly. Well, we, for you. Was, yeah. Well, we, yeah. Explain. Well, because well, we're, we're, we're all good mates with Tyson, Tyson and Adrian, who mm. own Mr. Brightside. And... They were in the the ownership sort of bit at the front. I don't know if you know how it works at Mooney Valley, but they have the the ownership bit, and then they have the um the is is, it, is that members bit behind it? Is that members or yeah? I don't know. Yeah, and so I was standing directly behind them, and uh, we, we were watching the race, and basically we, we thought he won, and the shadow sort of. I think I think most people sort of thought he won. And yeah, I thought he won as well. It's so yeah. deceptive. Yeah, and we were just we were jumping all over each other. Tyson was lifting me over the the, <laughs> the fence, and uh, it was it was about the best half a minute of my life. And then, <laughs> but no, it was it was a good weekend, and it was good to you know it was a good it was a good good day of racing, especially, and we had we had lots of fun anyway. Yeah, the race itself was just an absolute. Belter. Oh, it was a belter, yeah. Um, yeah, I was standing with some Mr. Brightside people, and they they definitely went the early crow. And I, I thought, oh, jeez, <sighs> Brightside's got me too too strong. But um, when Matt Hill said Romantic Warriors got the photo over the loudspeaker, like that was that was the first time I thought I was any chance of even winning, and I was just like shocked. And I was like, I didn't even like I wasn't even like celebrating. I was just like, what? Like it yeah. didn't win, but yeah, crazy. No, definitely, it, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we move on. We move on. What do you think of how the track played, mate? Obviously, two days of racing. Um, Friday night was definitely an advantage to be on the fence. I'd say Saturday might have been a little bit as well, but I probably evened out slightly on the Saturday compared to the night before. Yeah, um, this is this is interesting because the. So the the track across the day was a three to a I'd say a three out of the shoot, the thousand meter shoot, and the sort of the 
the middle races, like sort of the, the 1,400 to a mile, uh, were about the same, 3, 3.5. Um, but the the 2,000 meter races were run on a track racing a lot faster. So if you have a look at your, we'll get to this later, but essentially, so if you look at your punning form numbers or, or whatever, you like raw times or whatever, you'll see that the the 2,000 meter races were run at brutal tempos and uh, and the, the horses might have a tricky time backing up or, or, or something. Um, for whatever reason, wind, I'm not sure I haven't looked too hard into it, but the, the 2,000 meter races definitely were run uh, on a faster track and, 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 and that's reflected by the uh, the um, the margin spread of the Cox Plate. If they if they actually went fifteen lengths above, there would not be two point six lengths between the first eight. Mm. Um, but so I'm, what what essentially what I'm saying is the vase was was strongly run without being ridiculous. Like I, I saw something um, on Twitter saying the dad's gone out sixteen lengths above class or something. That that's not true. They went out quickly, but they didn't go that quickly. Um, and the Cox plate like so the Cox plate's gone a little bit faster than the Vars which you'd expect but um, and, and the margin spread for the Vars is is a lot different but you'd expect that for, for three year olds like that they went they went relatively quickly for three year olds and obviously not the caliber of horse obviously and some of them don't stay too fast yeah, yeah. obviously yeah. yeah but the yeah so the, the I think it's a it's a good platform for the Vars I've got questions on whether some of them are moving probably good enough but um. A, yeah, I think that. Yeah, so it's just like, anyway. It's something to keep in mind if you're just looking at the raw times and and making a judgment off of those. Um, just just to, I just have that have that in your mind, I guess. Yep. Well, let's start at race five. Um, it was one of the features, the Crystal Mile over sixteen hundred meters, Group Two. Only got a small but select field of six, and Prior West was able to take it out. Tuvalu led, uh, led at an even tempo. He just got the stitch very late in the piece. Antino was my best bet of the day. Absolute sick beat. Um, Blake Shin, I just thought, had to, he just had to pop out earlier. It's only a field of six, but J-Mac shut the door on him on Banker's Choice, went around him, put him in a pocket. He had to probably lost three lengths of momentum went back to the inside and just missed so i'm saying would have won easily but we can agree to disagree what do you think of the race overall uh yeah i think i think antino should have should have won as well the market hated prowess it was um well actually it, it drifted early and it was it had stayed for about six dollars for the last sort of five minutes of betting so it, it didn't continue drifting it sort of just it was just sort of there, six dollars, and the market sort of honed in on Antino and just completely. We, we did sort of predict that a little bit in the preview that it was yeah, short yeah. at three eighty. Oh, hundred percent. It started six dollars bet fair, but it. But what I'm saying is like it. It wasn't. It wasn't completely at the gate. It sort of just stayed around that price. Yeah. Um. But but yeah, Antino was the firmer. Um. Well, they, they both were to an extent, but Antino was a, a, a bigger firmer, and um. Yeah. I'll, what do you what do you make of it? Like, uh, where does Antino go now? I'm not sure. Maybe probably the Champions Mile. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably say so. But I think there'd be a couple of those coming out of the Cox Plate mm. that might have his measure, and he, he's more of a handicap 
sort of group one horse, not a not a weight for age. It just feels like he's missed his chance. Yeah, and he and, um, he was unlucky, like not unlucky, but attrition was just a little bit too good for him in the Turak. And then here, he's really missed his chance. He's been unlucky a couple starts this preparation now. Yeah. But if he's going to first the A-graders next start, he's probably just not on their level. Yeah, well, yeah. it's disappointing that he's, he's missed his level, but he's a he's a gelding and he's, he's five, I think. So mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's going to have opportunities across his career. And, and I even think he probably wants 2,000, maybe even further. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's running the Crawford Cup next. Well, well here is... Here is one thing: if they don't go to the Champions Mile, they could go to the Five Diamonds, the 1800 meter race up in Sydney, oh, yeah. and he, he might just go and win that. that. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense for that. But for our West, this is this is good signs that defied the drift, and it's and it's run uh, better than it than it did in the um, the the Phillies race. So made the age improvement up to two thousand meters. Um, she if she, she continues. She'll go to the champion. Will she? Will she go to the champions? I mean, yeah, she probably will. Champion stakes. Maybe, yeah. maybe it's a little bit rushed, but but she's run really well here, and she's had the perfect run. But she, regardless, she um, this was a really good win against what the market expected of her, and and yeah, I don't know what to do with Tuvalu, but I guess he's going over to WA, so I don't necessarily have to deal with him again. But if you do, if you are betting in Perth, I guess, and he won't have to beat as much, I'd imagine. Get frosty on. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, not really. I don't think so. All right. Let's move on to what I'm saying is the win of the day in the Phillies Classic, 1,600-meter group two. And we saw Skybird come from the absolute clouds, drop them in the shadows of the post, Bow Mertens, with a very calm, cool, collected ride. Grinzinger Bell has led them up at a slow tempo, got all favours in front, just been run down. Karina Queen, good. Quickster, good as well. Um, and Captain Amelia wasn't too far away. But big, big drifter, the Sydney horse, and uh, ran accordingly. That That's Queen Amelia. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, Queen she Amelia. started $10, bet fair SP after Captain opening. Amelia. Yeah, Captain Amelia, sorry. Yeah. Um, after, after opening favourite, so... Yeah, this the people. I guess I don't know what people will think of this race. I think maybe maybe they'll think it got the perfect run up the inside, but but maybe they might think that the pace was slow and and the sectionals she ran home are just ridiculous. Which, which that's one hundred percent right. But she did have the perfect run up the inside. Um, this was this was one of the biggest screens I've ever given a horse up until Mister Bright's up uh, Mister Brightside. Switched up the inside about an hour and a half later, but um, yeah, she's she's gone enormous and and she's heading to the thousand guineas, I'd imagine now. Mm. Um, and she'd have to be favourite. I think um, Coeva Lont is favourite. Um, at the moment, but Depends that what that won't you be. Look at. Sorry. Depends which market you look at. I think she, I yeah, think right, um, okay. Skybird might be favourite in some markets. Yeah, yeah. Well, either way, on the day, I think Skybird will be a firm favourite for the thousand guineas. Maybe Covalon will have the, I guess, the map advantage. But Coval, uh, if Skybird draws inside or middle to in the thousand guineas, like they went slow here, and she she picked them up and spat them out. She is a lot better than these fillies. Mm. Um, and yes, yeah, the the sectionals just last four hundred is as big as as big as they go. Yeah, uh, she's but run the, horse... the second second fastest last two hundred meters 
of the day. Mm. 11-2 home, 22-6, mm. final 400. Yeah, fast, fast time. But the horse, I, obviously you can follow Skybird, but she's they're not missing her. The horse to follow here is Quickster. She is a full sister to Mr. Quickie. Um, Peter Moody trains. The, the section, she, she's run the third fastest last 100 metres of the day. Um, she was held up on the turn and she got out. And um, I'm not saying she came home as well as Skyberg because she didn't. But when, once she got going, she really motored to the line. I think they're betting 50 to 1 futures. If they're betting that on the day, the 1,000 guineas, she draws inside. She was 1,200 up to 1,600 on Saturday. And um, she she's she has gone enormous. And, and there's the, the substance in the breeding to make it seem real. So um, if she can make the field which might be a problem. But if she goes out and win a, wins a maiden by 10 lengths, which I, I genuinely think she can, like if she bobs up in a Bendigo maiden that opens even money, like you you, you just have as much... <laughs> get Gamble responsibly, but you have as, as much as you possibly can on. Um, I'm saying she's... she she Quicks is the second best horse in the race and, and quite comfortably, mm. I think. And, Definitely. And like, yeah, 50 to 1 for the 1,000 guineas is... Big price. Definitely uh, named by Anthony Methan, uh, managing owner of obviously Rosemont Stud, because he used to call Mr. Quickie the Quickstar. So there's a bit of info for you. Skybird, Mitch Friedman, you know, might have had a... Oh, like, when you when you come into the training ranks, it's hard just to get a good horse. Now, all of a sudden, he's got two genuine Group 1 horses in Attrition and Skybird. How exciting for a young bloke like him! Yeah, that's what um was that was it Salts or Footy that was saying like he had his first Group One what two weeks ago? I don't think it's he's going to have to wait too long for another one. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. This is a very good filly, very yep. very good. Oh, oh, I'm going to change my mind again. I think this is the best filly. I'm ch- I'm changing my <laughs> mind again. This, this is the best one in Australia. Let's move on to race seven. It was Devars, 2,040 metres, group two for the three-year-olds. Apulia has stayed the trip best and uh, run down Vidad, who has led it a, a good clip um, for, for three-year-old grade. And he did do it into a, a bit of a headwind. Um, he's just knocked up late, but he's run well the favourite. He was a, a drifter in betting, but not anything too alarming. Well, it Is it just one-two only here? Um... Yeah, I think so. I, I think it's... I don't know. I think it's one only, really, because I think they're going to the derby and Vidad just didn't stay. And the market knew about it, too. It was an 8% drifter. I think I think they've still got the carbine club in the back of their mind as well. Yeah, I, I think this is... I think Vidad in time will just be a, an on-pace, just run him along 1,600-meter horse. I don't think he's any more than that. Yeah. And, and he's a good one at that, but... But the Carbine Club is a perfect race for him, I think. And um, yeah, like I said at the start, this was like relative to class. Obviously, they've they've gone slightly slower than what they did in the Cox Plate, but relatively cl- relative for class, that that's that's still a good speed for these horses. Um, and Vidad's knocked up, but Apulia, and the the market really found it. It was a five five point five percent firmer in betting. It was at seven dollars to four dollars sixty bet Ferris P in the last sort of ten minutes of betting that they really found it. It was out of the slowly run race um last week behind Riff Rocket uh, and backed up and 
just just horses that are slowly run races zipping home on the backup is is just a good setup. Yeah, it's it's a good setup, and and the market really found it here. And I, I guess they just sort of latched onto pretty much anything they could find that wasn't for dad because they, I guess they just weren't convinced he'd stay. So, and they they really backed Coning as well, who was a a big going Benny. He jumped. Well, it's interesting. He jumped um six dollars fifty um the plastics, but he jumped eleven dollars forty bet Ferris So, um, that that's interesting in itself. But uh, anyway, um, yeah. Uh, what do I say? Like a Coney, uh, a pulley is. This is a good figure for the, um, the Derby, and I think it's another good setup to to back up again. But this is he's backed up what four weeks in a row now, or something like that. I think. Am I right in saying that? Because th- he ran in the, the Norman Robinson, I think it's called. Um, let's get it up. No, it was fourteen days, and then backed up, not on Saturday. So yeah, he'd have to back up again, but yeah. Um, sixth up, a backing up again. Maybe, maybe that's something to think about. But um, I think this is this is a nice platform either way. And the the Vars, the winners might not have a a, a good record, but the Vars has a has a good record of producing the winner of the um the uh, the Derby. So, so any concerns with the winner on the no, one well, backup? I don't. I don't know how much he's he's Exalted got himself. Yeah, he, he's. I think he's relatively well explo- exposed. But I think that the biggest thing for him is he'll stay. And yeah, um, I'd. I think Roof Rocket is. But uh, I think the Derby is just a race that depends on what price they bet Roof Rocket because if they, it depends which way they go. If they if they bet, oh, what am I going to say? Like. Through fifty four dollars roof rocket, I think you just you just back him, but um, it, it's like roof rocket on kind of nothing, I guess. In the derby, that's the way I sort of see it. Yeah, no, fair enough. It's very interesting. There's we've got two favourites in the both the derby and Oaks that are, you know, it's always a question mark on if they'll stay or not. But they've been that flashy, good form, winning form, and now they're going to twenty five hundred meters. It's always a decision you have to make. What's the favourite for the Oaks? Still Tropical Squall. Really? Yep. Oh, right. Okay. But yeah, she's probably more of a question mark at the distance than... Uh, Definitely a question than mark roof rocket. All right, let's go over to the first group one, Imperatriz. Absolute queen. She's won her last four races all at Mooney Valley, and she becomes the first horse ever to complete the group one triple crown, winning the William Reed Stakes, the Moyer Stakes, the Manicato Stakes, the three group one sprints at the Valley in the same year. According to Dan O'Sullivan's figure, she's run a 108 here, which is an equal career best. Uh, Jigsaw has missed the start. Buenos Noches got scratched at the gates, and they've just handed it to her. She's led for the first time in her life, gone really slow, and then just exploded with a nice turn of foot late, putting 3.3 lengths on him. But what did you make of the victory? Um, well, I was out getting a barn me at the time of the race. I missed it because the, the line was really... Long Wait, a barn me at the valley, or you went for a walk up to Puckle Street? Yeah, I went for a walk with Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> so we watched it on my phone. Um, what? <laughs> I was craving a barn me, and Ty- we went, we and Ty- me and Tyson just went for a walk anyway. Um, yeah, I, I I didn't expect her to lead. I didn't think anyone did, but she um, 
she she was eased up on the line. I think she could have won by a bit further, but she's run the same rating she she has um, the last three starts. But again, it's just another perfect platform for two weeks' time to to race the the horses in the. Unfortunately, I wish I wins not going, but horses in the champion sprint, and she'll be favourite. And um, I think there's I think there's still room for her to to improve again. Um, which is a scary thing. Like, maybe there's some sort of query about it because she's she's around the same rating three times now. But I I sort of see it as a as a base rating and and a rating that she can she can go she can like really spike on. So if she I think if she she comes out. I think she can she can go bigger. Mm-hmm. But and the thing is like she she's she's raced IME and the the the, the pace was softish. The pace was soft and hard to put a margin on them same as same as last last time um, well she has put a margin on them here still yeah but it's but like she's a lot lot faster than them if this was if this was strongly run she could could have generally won by 8 to 10 lengths because there's 8 to 10 lengths between these horses I think <laughs> well I thought Uncommon James was a bit disappointing like I thought he was better than this but yeah he's, he's I, just leveled up uh, maybe he even wants 1400 metres yeah I don't know his last two have been flat. He had excuses last start. Obviously, <clears throat> the blinkers did backfire. But yeah, did I they? Think... Is that just him though? I think I think they probably did. Oh, I just... think he got keen last start. Yeah, and... he did. But but like he's not. But this, he's but not this much was better. this was very disappointing. Yeah. Um, I think the horse that might have run second got scratched at the gates. Buenos Noches. He bled from the mouth. But yeah, it's all winner here, isn't it? Um, she's going to go to the champion sprint and it's going to be built as a bit of a match race between she and um, In Secret who, you know, good 1200 metre Flemington form but I'm saying she'll be too good unless mm. there's rain on the day. And that's she's not a wet track. I, I, think, I think she handles a wet track. I don't think she loves it and I know In Secret won't mind a wet track so... I don't think we're going to get it. What would you price them up, just rough, off your head? Oh, 50-50 or what? I don't know. I'd say... Even Imperatriz. Well, it depends on the other horse in the race, but but she'd be dominant favourite. Yeah, I think that they're going to be the only two chances, just looking at the long-range forecast. What about Think About It? Has he gone a mile? Well, is he going to that shit... He's racing this oh, week. Oh, yeah. He's racing in that um, thirteen hundred meter Giga Kick stakes. So did um, uh, that I reckon they're going to the mile then because that's what they did with Private Eye last year. Well, it'd have to be back up. Yeah, they I know. could just they could just tip him out. I hope they don't. Private Eye did go terribly last year, going up to sixteen hundred mm. on the back up. So I hope he doesn't. I hope he. I hope he races him. Yeah. It's gonna be interesting what Joe Pride does. Anything else to say about the winner? Is she the best horse in Australia? Right now, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think everyone accepts that. I think most people do, but she just hasn't. She hasn't been racing the A grade races, so there are yeah, still but, some people that say you've got to beat yeah. the best to be the but, best. But you can measure these things, and she's, she is. Yeah, she's measurably better than them right now, and I don't think any other horse in Australia has run a rating of one hundred and seven plus three times, and that's what she's done. So, yeah. There you go. All right, let's move on to the big one. The Ladbrokes Cox Plate, 2,040 metres, Group 1 weight for age. 
Australia's best race. Um, as you mentioned, Bot, putting form has this going extremely fast, 16 lengths fast, but we're saying that's wrong um, because the visual, it didn't look like they were going that fast. And the margin spread, you've got 1.6 lengths from first to seventh with a, a few sort of unlucky runs in behind. Fangirl and Jules didn't get all the room, but I'm saying three best horses in the race, Romantic Warrior, Mr. Brightside, and Alligator Blood run one, two, three. A cracking contest. James McDonald, I will give myself a small pat on the back. I know I know, it was easy to predict, but it was a carbon copy of his ride on Animo last year. He just had to work a lot harder for it in that final 100 metres. But outstanding run, outstanding ride, and the horse with... He's just that tactical speed and that first 100 metres, that's where he really uh, won the race and he was able to improve a lot off the Turnbull to win the Cox Plate. Mm. I, I reckon um, the, the scary part about this is I think that... I think this was a bridging run for the... Um, Hong Kong Cup. Hong Kong Cup, yeah. I think yeah. he's just won a Cox Plate as a prep run. So, yeah, he's everyone Everyone knows he was he had the best form on the, the page, but... This this was a he he was off the map in betting real late like the, he, this was that this is this was the this is the international they're back it was um Victoria Road was was she, yeah, he jumped nineteen dollars fifty bet fair SP um and he's run I guess he's probably run thereabouts to his form but uh but yeah I think this was a sympathetic pace for horses to to be close so I'd say the form is. It depends on the horse, I guess, because like a, a Jewess, I think her being there that close, yes, she was held up that, and people say, yes, she was probably almost a moral beaten and all that, but if the pace was strong, she's, I don't know if she's there. Um, Fangirl was running all over them, and Fangirl was, again, one of the ones they backed. Fangirl it just reminds me so much of a Arcadia Queen, probably, and, and, and Fangirl gets 2,000 metres. This, this was softly run, pace was sympathetic, but I reckon... 2,000 metres, fine. I think next couple of years, if she holds her form as a mare and doesn't want the breeding bond, then, um, she's, well, in it. And the champion's mile, she's there. Um, she's six bucks at the moment. It's overs. And I reckon uh, she's going to be going there. Uh, but I'm, what, not, where, I'm, not, where, I'm not saying bet all in. I wish there yeah. was a bit of $8. $8 would have got me all in. Six dollars is gone. Well, it's probably going to be the big clash between Brightside, Alligator Blood, and her. And I'd I'd back her. Mm. She was running all over them, and yeah, but but yeah, it, it was an on pace suited race, a hundred percent, and um, the best horse won. But I think he didn't he didn't run to his best, if that makes sense. This, this was a historically speaking, this is a below average Cox Plate, but. You just have to love Mr. Brightside because he's run the rating. He, he just runs like he he does it all the time, yeah. Um, and he just keeps doing it. So he's such a consistent horse. Alligator blood again. Like he's he he had a perfect pace and a perfect scenario, and he's probably no better than what he's ever been. It's just that he he surrounded himself with the right horse and got the perfect scenario and 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 got beaten and um. I thought yeah. he was home at the 100. He sh- yeah, he me too. Off. I was saying, oh, fuck, I'm an idiot. I'm, I look like such an idiot. But. Yeah, Romantic Warrior was one of the yeah. first horses off the bit. 
Um, yeah, I thought he was gone at the eight hundred. I was like, I'm you, you can, to worry you about can him. still, you can still tell he's not hundred percent right, like fitness wise, just yet. Danny Shum said he was probably ninety to ninety five percent. He's probably spot on. He's run one hundred five here on the Dan O'Sullivan's GBS he's run, ratings. Run one hundred four point eight on Form King, and but his his yeah, okay. his big peak in Hong Kong is like one hundred eight. Yeah, exactly. I, I, yeah. He he's made um, uh, roughly a two and a half, three lengths of improvement between yeah. runs and I wouldn't be surprised if he does the exact same into the Hong Kong Cup so if you bet in there which I'm sure you will be Ben yeah. um, he's set up to yeah, go he's, he's got the perfect platform now third up yeah. for 2000 metres back on home soil and gold um, trip gold trip another perfect barrier trial for the Melbourne Cup yeah and like <laughs> it probably doesn't get spoken enough about but the Cox Plate is the best lead up for the Melbourne Cup and we've seen that in the last few years with Gold trip, very elegant horses like that. Um, yeah, yeah. And, is, is, and it, he now he gets J Mac as well. Like doesn't really yeah. lose much with losing Mark Zara. Yeah. Does Does King Colorado have any chance of going to a derby, or is that? Mm, I hope he does. The because camp are going to view this market. as a gut buster, lead, and maybe it was been beaten ten, and he's built, he'll be tipped out for sure. Yeah, well, it was probably a gut buster for him, but it was just a soft pace for the rest of him because he's he's a like a listed horse, I think. Yeah. And pinstripe ran his number, but yeah, um, it's a great sort of it was a great narrative. All the right horses were there. It was a great finish everything was happening but historically speaking it's probably a below average cox plate but um i guess as a as a platform race it's the same as last year like the this isn't a gut buster for these horses and they can and they can progress into the the champions sort of feet the races on on stakes day so mr brightside i've got no no doubt he'll hold his form again sixth up alligator blood will the same um, and fangirl especially so yeah. yeah I just want to say I, I am really relieved that Romantic Warrior was able to live up to a bit of the hype and silence a few critics who said the Hong Kong form was no good this horse is very good and the fact that he's still probably one to two lengths off his best and he's won a Cox Plate says how good he is even though probably, the number they've run here is on the downside of recent Cox plates, but still, he's very, very good. And if he goes back to Hong Kong, wins back-to-back Hong Kong cups this December. Not many of them do that. Um, it, it is one of the best 2,000 meter races in the world, and this will probably be up there as well. He's 124 rated. So just to give people a bit of context, the Longines ratings, which Bot probably doesn't give a shit about, go on the first four horses on the across the line, average their ratings up. And that gives you your rating. So usually 120 plus, averaged out across the first four horses across the line is a good rating. And Cox Plate will be rated over that because you've got Romantic Warrior 124, Brightside 119, Alligator Blood 119, and then Juice is in the mid 115s as well, something like that. So will be a very strong rating, expecting it to be the highest rated race in Australia yet again. What about the Everest? The Everest will go good. But the Everest doesn't count on the global rankings for um, Longines because it's the top hundred mm-hmm. Group One races in the yes, world. Group One. Um, I don't. Right. I don't think it, it quite rates as well anyway. Because think about it: is 
like some of those progressive horses are still like 110 they're not actually as high as some of the weight for age cox plate horses so yeah fair enough which is why you should give a shit about those ratings (laughs) did you want to do race 10 or uh it was a soft pace archer nacho went well schwartz was a good run after missing the kick really badly um, if he goes to a midweek race, which I highly doubt he will, but if he goes to one, you can back him there. Um, but Archer Nacho was strong, but these horses are insignificant in Ecclemore, which they'll be going to, I imagine. Yep. All right, that's that. That is Mooney Valley wrapped up. Um, Ranwick. I thought Tom Kitten was very, very good, but he's going straight out to the spelling paddock. He got his perfect storm. Um, Darby was there to win. Yeah. But they're not Sam going. Sam is not, virtuous circle last year. Yeah, and like, why would you not just do it? Don't know. It can it can bust the horse up a little bit. I guess going so, twenty five hundred meters as a three year old, but it, it might be slowly run and like it's. I guess they probably got Pericles, and 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 he'll be a sixteen strong sixteen hundred meter two thousand horse in time. He's not going to be a mile and a half horse, but. You may as well. And why Why didn't he go to the Caulfield Cup? He would have won it. I mean, Who? sorry, Caulfield Guineas. Sorry. Pericles? No. no. Oh, this horse. Harry Angel. What's it? Not Harry Angel. That's his dad. Um, Tom Kitten. Why was... Wasn't he going to go to the Caulfield Guineas? I completely forgot about that. Why did he not go there? Um, no, I don't know, don't know well, why. I guess he's won his group one, but well, like it looks better on a stallion CV if he wins a Caulfield Guineas, I imagine. Yeah. Anyway, he was a moral beaten last start in the gloaming. Um, put the riding on the wall for this, and he's, he's just absolutely kicked their heads in. The pace was strong too. Yeah, so no, like it's a, it wasn't like it's he, a proper, proper win. Yeah, so like again, like just win the derby. <laughs> <laughs> like you'd only have to beat Riff Rocket, and he he probably could. Like it, it like I'm not saying he's a it was a moral, but like it 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 sort of just looks like him and Riff Rocket are just like a lot better than the other ones and if anything else wins it's I guess they're both like sort of, everything else is sort of fluke's chances but yeah that's kind of surprising Tudor Levitas ran well for a Oaks mm. again Barrow backs up he's by a, I think he's Grandam won a Metrop or something he'll, he'll stay so maybe he's interesting on pace in a Derby in the backup I don't know. Yeah, no, the race doesn't really interest me overall. No, nah, me neither. But Espiona was good in the invitation, race eight. Um, this was another cracking race. Espiona, Ruthless Day, Magic Time, and Alcohol Free, four spread across the track. Alcohol Free ran an improved race. Magic Time uh, was out on a limb for a bit of the race, and she ran really well. Ruthless Dame, she was probably the one that was over the odds. Um, yeah, she I was does... looking at that. Does she, how, is, how does she jump? price I, I don't I don't know um, and she was a drifter too yeah like she was she wasn't that bad last start and she's been warming up to a big run like this at 1400 metres she's just run to her form as well which is weird yeah she she definitely started over the odds but anyway she was really good and Espiona was just a little bit too good in the end um, the rod from Kiri McAvoy was really really good and she was obviously bought the best form coming out of the Everest, up to back up to fourteen hundred meters. Good win. Um, I'm not sure what they do with her. Imagine if she backed up into an Empire Rose. 
Was it? Would you say Magic Time or Ruthless Dame or Espiona? Espiona. Yeah. Oh. Uh, are they? I don't know. I haven't checked. I don't it. think so. Yeah. I was thinking, is alcohol free going? That'd be. Well, you know, Walla, he'll probably duly accept and then make a decision after barriers. Is there another race for Mayers or? Um, Where else is she going to go from here? I don't know. You could take on the boys. Wait another week. Nah, that'd be stupid. Yeah, anyway. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, we always get to this part of the podcast and I don't know what to say about these horses because I don't know them. Yeah. But, no, I don't um, know. Like this was, probably was a lot of their grand finals or near enough too, but it'll just be interesting you which Magic horses Tom, come back you? to. I backed Magic. I ended up backing both. I backed the first and third. I had Magic Time at twenty one bucks. It ends up yeah. starting two dollars eighty favorite. Good right. bet. Did you lay it off or no? <laughs> nah, no, nah, I didn't have enough on, but I just ended up backing Espiona, so still got a decent result out of the race. Mm. Yeah, well, she, she'll. Do you reckon she'll stay a mile? Espiona? No, Magic Time. I don't know. I feel like 1,400 metres is probably a lot of these horses' best distance. Yeah. She seems like that. Just like I get the general vibe of her being a 1,400 metre horse. Yeah. Like she's not, she's probably not quick enough to be a good, like a real good sprinter, but she's not strong enough to run a mile. Yeah. No, tend to agree. All right, let's move on to questions. Happy with that? Yeah, yeah. Hefty Hog on Twitter says, early tip for the Golden Eagle, really like Hawaii 5-0. Any thoughts on anything going there? Uh, uh, maybe, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, um, Hawaii 5-0 or Amelia Stuhl. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going there other than those two. I'm on attrition at a big price, so oh, cheering yeah. him. Mm. Um, Morgan Lind was Skybird the horse to follow out of the weekend I think Quickster is out of the same race because just like betting wise you're going to get a better price and um, like they're betting 50 to 1 all in so I hope they bet that sort of price on the day if they meet again surely Skybird's got it covered again. yeah well you'd think so but just like they're going to start if they go to a different race what do you mean like the thousand, in the thousand well, you're saying you want to back Quickster in a a Bendigo race oh yeah but like if, if they go to the thousand guineas but like if the, like the price wise I think there's there shouldn't be as much as there probably will be between them yeah Josh Snelling free hit on in Imperatures in next year's Everest that is still a long long way away <laughs> I checked she's five dollar favourite so <laughs> she's no, only five don't... years old so she'll be around for ages you don't need to be doing that just yet, but um, I reckon the, I reckon there's a big chance they do go to the Everest next year. Oh, you'd think so. Yeah. Seb Antonino, thoughts on where Prowess goes and what her chances are if she races again at Flemington this spring? I'm saying, we're saying she's going to the Champion Stakes, 2,000 metres, wait for age against the boys, and what has she got to beat there? I reckon she's got to beat West Wind Blows and probably Zaki. Oh, they'd be, surely there'd be more than that. Well, a lot of them are going to go back to the mile in terms of the good horses. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there, there will be more than that, but I think the champion's mile is looking at a lot stronger race than yeah. the champion stakes if a lot of those horses in the cox plate drop back to the mile. Mm. 
Yeah, or even Montefilia is a horse that interests me in that race. Mm, if she goes there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think... Exactly, was only beaten 1.5 in the Cox Plate. Yeah, I know. but it was... I know, I know, I know he was falling in a hole and they were running all over him, but... Um, would you really mark Prowess shorter than Zaki in a market right now? Maybe you can. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I probably would, yeah. All right, fair enough. The Don, what's Bot's role with the mailbag team? See him tagged in their stuff. Do you want to just explain what you're doing there? Yeah, well, I don't... I don't. I guess I... So, Jack Dickens has his... his um, it's like a... I don't know how to explain it. You're better off asking him. But I, I just sort of help out with the... I basically just do like notes on every horse, so I'm I just I'm just help out with it. I guess I'm not like a big part of it, but I'm I just I just help out. I guess you obviously help him price up some races as well, yeah. Uh, well, I don't want to say what he does, but he um my my prices my my betting is separate from Jack, so Jack's has his own thing, and mm. my um I I guess I just sort of help him out, I guess. Yep. This is the best way of saying it. Jordan Talfo says, Can anything stop you boys right now on fire? Might start quadrupling my stakes responsibly, of course. Fair enough. One thing I will say about the next two weeks at Flamington, usually they're harder than the weeks that we've just experienced because horses, we've got max fields. It's obviously Flamington, so you can have probably fields of 18. You've got the cup field 24. Some horses... Are not going to stay in races like the the Oaks and the Derby. You're going to have some horses that are sixth up in the preparation. They're going to be over the top, like we saw last year um, with Animo, Mr. Brightside, a few others. And it can be very, very tricky Melbourne Cup week. So um, my confidence levels probably take a step back in terms of. Caulfield Cup and, and Cox Plate Day, my confidence levels were a lot higher, but we'll wait and see final fields. They're my sorts of races. They're like, yeah, they're more bot sort of races. I'll yeah. hand the reins to him, but um, yeah, you, you historically for me, I go really, really well Cup, uh, Caulfield Cup Carnival and Cox Plate Day, and then Melbourne Cup week, I end up giving a bit back, but hopefully that's not the case this year. Max Mini, question for Will. Do you take binoculars to the races so people think you're a sharp? <laughs> he wanted me to read that out as an anonymous. Yeah. Part. Too late. <laughs> no comment. No, I'm, I don't know. I like watching the races, I guess. Yeah. It's better than watching on the screen. Like, if you're going to watch on a screen, you may as well just watch it off the... That's, that's probably a stupid thing to say, but I don't know. I, I like watching it. Speaking oh. of screens, were you there for race one? No, I didn't On Cox Plate Day? So race one, our big screen went during the race. So it just started like flickering and it like completely switched off. So no one could see the horses and I'm shitting myself because obviously it's an, right, the Valley's a bit of an aged care facility at the moment. It's hanging on for dear life and, and yeah. the, the, the whole joint could fall over at any moment. But um, if we you, got if through. If you're listening to SEN this morning, you hear about that too. Oh, these entitled <laughs> pricks. Oh, me. I don't want, don't, don't get me started. Don't get me started. No, I'm going to get you started. Talk to us about it. Um, We've only been doing it for 42 minutes. we got time. <laughs> yeah, well, this big screen turned off and no one could see the horses until they came around the turn at the 180-meter mark. And um, I'm like, there's no way our big screen's about to shit itself on our biggest day. Well, so I saw it flickering on the Cox Plate. 
Yeah, yeah, flickered a little bit then as well, but race one, it completely turned off and no one could see the races. Fuck, imagine if it turned off during the Cox Plate. Oh. <laughs> well, you got, that, you got that big marquee that was in the home straight, so you actually couldn't see the horses mm. until they came around the home straight. So, mm. um, yeah, anyway, it is what it is. But no, nah, it was a great week. Um, so much, so much time and effort goes into preparing a Cox Plate Carnival for, for us guys that, that work there um, yeah obviously people that are on radio don't don't uh, don't appreciate the fact that we're getting up at 6am and going to bed at a ridiculous hours every single morning for a couple of weeks to prepare the track and do the things we do for, as to the best of our ability and um, nah we were all pretty happy with the result and how the day went I think no, you know, it's like it's you have to wait a while for a drink. Like, yeah, man, it's Cox Plate Day. Like, what do yeah. you expect? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, it's a can of worms we we don't need to open. But yeah, awesome Cox Plate Day. We got the result that we wanted with three of the best horse fighting out the race, delivered in spades as it always does. And now we move on to Melbourne Cup Week, um, Australia's biggest race, the Cup. What do they use? What's capacity? They get a hundred thousand or not quite. Yeah, Flanton? Yeah, they yeah. do. Yeah, they've got. The, I think their over. biggest. I think their biggest ever was like a hundred and three thousand for Maccabi Diva's third. Yeah. Okay. Or something like that. Yeah. Well, I back in the sixties, they used to pack in. I don't know. People used to stand on each other's heads and stuff. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think um, Tullock. When Tullock won the Cox Plate, they got sixty thousand there, which is. That's just unbelievable. There's, yeah. there's no way. There's no way sixty thousand people fit into the valley. So that would have been. Imagine, imagine, uh, imagine Johnny O'Neill lining up for a drink on that day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. We move on. We move on. We digress. We'll be back on Thursday for a massive Derby Day preview. Get your black and whites on because it's going to be an absolute rip on you. Cheers, guys. Baby, dude.